Hi there. You're listening to Norway Next, a podcast by Visit Norway, geared towards the modern travel mindset. If you are going to a Norwegian city anytime soon, this is the podcast for you. Picture this. You're standing on top of a building entirely made of marble, the sun reflecting off the water behind you, warming your back, while you're taking in the view of a cityscape with a skyline that somehow reminds you of a barcode, streets filled with people. And you start noticing that they're dressed for very different occasions or activities. There's a young man in swim shorts and a towel casually thrown over his shoulder, probably headed to one of the waterfront saunas. There's a woman in hiking gear and boots headed to the forest, and a couple looking very festive headed towards the opera house. And then you see a group of people dressed in business attire, coffees in hand. Welcome to the capital of Oslo. I am Beate Gran, and in this very first episode, we will be talking to Sinemira. She's the director of visitor services at Visit Oslo. And she's here to tell us all about Oslo's coolest, hippest, raddest, and baddest do-not-miss neighborhoods and how to lace up to experience it all by foot. Hi, Sinna, and welcome to the premiere of the Norway Next podcast. Hi, thank you. So I know you're from Oslo and you've lived there for many years. So what does a perfect day in Oslo look like to you? Well, um, what I love about Oslo is that you can have a perfect day both during summer and winter. Um, And I think maybe a perfect summer's day for me might start with a a light run, very light run. (laughs) Uh, Maybe even a bike. Uh, In our neighborhood, we live right next to Big Day, the peninsula, um, where you can find uh, both a lot of museums and culture. You have a lot of nature and you have the beaches. So I think maybe we should start the day there and then after a while go into the city with our bikes or well if I have anything any breath left I can run there Um, maybe meet up for some friends with coffee or just go shopping even and maybe end a perfect night with a drink or a meal along the waterfront maybe even a little bit of a swim in the fjord if it's uh, warm enough and you know you have the beautiful long and bright summer nights and I think maybe for uh, for winter, a perfect, perfect day would have to be up in Marka, our nature surrounding uh, Oslo, go for cross-country skiing maybe. And then after this, you know, you can take the metro back down into the city center, have a drink, maybe go to a concert, because it's always a lot of fun things to do, both during summer and winter. That sounds lovely. Yeah, and wow. I, I just love that you can live in a city where you have, you know, the beaches during summer, skiing during winter. And in the middle of all this, you have this buzzing city center. Wow. Oslo is so versatile. So recently, the Wall Street Journal named Oslo the news capital of Nordic Cool, highlighting the revived waterfront district. And given this extreme makeover that Oslo has seen in just a few years, in what way has that changed the visitors' experience in the city? Well, I remember moving to Oslo a few decades ago, uh, the city and especially the area around the seafront, it has changed completely because it used to be these large roadways and traffic moving across and through the city. 
But in the recent years, the city has moved towards becoming more car-free, at least in the city center. And uh, the idea is that the city center should be like an open space, free to move around in by foot or by bicycle. And there's a lot of green areas that has opened up. You know, there's space where it's free to spend time the way that you prefer. Uh, and especially the area along the waterfront is completely different from what I remember as a kid. I mean, all the container docks have been replaced with this beautiful promenade uh, where you can walk from the western part where I mentioned that I live um, of Oslo and you can walk along and across the city where you end up in the more like southern part um, which is now called Björvika. And it's really an amazing way to experience the city. You know, along the promenade, you'll find some of Oslo's most known museums. You have the uh, Astrup Fernley Museum of Modern Art and, you know, the National Museum. We're going to have to talk a little bit more about that later because it's amazing. You have the Nobel Peace Center. You have the Monk Museum along the same promenade. And um, it'll also take you around the old fortress where you can like soak in a little bit of the city's history. Um, and you can, you know, stop for a bite or something to eat along the waterfront. And when you eat, when you reach the end of this promenade, you'll be in our newest neighborhood, which is called Björvika and the area called Uslobukta. And I really love this area. I mean, you'll find the coolest and trendiest restaurants, designer shops, galleries, But, you know, it's still not too posh. Even I can feel really comfortable around this area. Mm. So I want to get back to some of the things you talked about in a little bit. But I grew up in Oslo in the 80s. And I cannot recall at any point where me and my family really spent any time around this waterfront area near the central train station. So it wasn't really a place where people would go and hang out socially. Historically speaking, when did this architectural renaissance transformation all begin? Oh well, yeah. I um it's been gradually for the like the past 10, I mean even 15 years, but it's kind of exploded now these past few years. Now it's strange because I can't even remember a time where the waterfront wasn't available. It just feels like the most natural thing that you can move around the way that we do now. Um and I remember when I was a kid, not 10, 15 years ago, a little bit longer. <laughs> When I was visiting Oslo, I remember that we would go to Karl Johan, you know, like the main pedestrian street. We would go to the Vigeland Sculpture Park and look at all the beautiful sculptures and the roses and everything. And we would also go to a place called Akebrygge, which is still a really cool place. And I remember there, uh, you know, visiting the waterfront. It felt It felt really cool because I come where I come from. We didn't have that kind of place. So, and as those places, they're still here and they're really attractive places to visit. There are also a lot of new um, places that has opened up as the as the waterfront has opened up along the city. And for example, this summer, my family and I we rented these electrical scooters. And then we drove them from our neighborhood, which is it's about like five kilometers outside of the city center. And we drove them along the waterfront and all the way to Björvika. And it was a really cool thing to do as a family. And we could stop and look around along the way whenever we felt like it. And since we were with our kid, we stopped for like typical kid stuff. We had some ice cream and uh, we actually had a swim in the fjord along the way. We stopped by the, um, the opera house because behind the opera house they have now built this 
like amazing beach uh, area where everybody can just go for a swim. And that's what we did. And I have to say, I work, my office is about five minutes away from the opera house. And I have colleagues that are a little bit more <laughs> Nordic than I, than I am. And they still, uh, last week, some of them took their lunch break and they went five minutes out to the opera house um, beach and they had a swim in the, in the fjord and they came back after lunch. Wow, an extended lunch break. Yeah. Wow. I think it's pretty cool. Awesome. So around the world, Oslo is seen as a pioneer for its approach to fight climate change with its goals to reduce the city's greenhouse gas emissions by 2030. And Oslo has become the world's electric vehicle capital, leading the way in the shift to zero emission vehicles. And a lot of other cities are looking to Oslo as a source of inspiration. So is all this working? Is this shift noticeable? Does the city feel cleaner and the air fresher somehow? Well, yeah, I, I think that you can both see and feel this change with the large roads that I mentioned earlier. And there are not as many cars any longer in the city center. There are now like new space for green lungs and open areas for everyone to use. So I think the, the city has become a lot more suitable for pedestrians and uh um, since Oslo is a rather compact city, you can like use your feet if you want to experience the city. It's really possible to walk from one side of the city to the other uh, during one day. And if you don't want to walk the whole time, there's amazing public transportation. You know, you have trams and buses and even ferry boats that are electrical. And uh, you can move from one neighborhood to the other in no time at all. Um, and I really like that about Oslo, that even though it's a capital with so much to see and so much to do, I feel like uh, this whole transformation, it, it, it's less stressful than uh, the kind of feeling that you can get in the really bigger cities, you mm. know? Mm. Um, so, I mean, with all these efforts, Oslo really has the potential to make a real difference, not only in Norway, Scandinavia, but in the world, really. And another thing worth mentioning is that Oslo was named the European Green Capital of 2019, right? Yes, that's correct. So all of this leads us into the topic of wellness, health and wellness. Do you have any recommendations for how one can seek out health and wellness while one is spending time in Oslo? Well, yeah, well, it's. I think that Oslo is a great city uh, for someone with an active lifestyle, either if you live here or if you come to visit. You know, you have the closeness to both water and nature. And I mean, I might not be the most active, but sometimes I really have to like remind myself and pinch my arm and really remind my, my son on just how lucky we are. I mean, we have this really, really cool cultural city where it happens so many things all the time and we have the beaches right there and we have the skiing and hiking facilities just around the corner and if you like running I do like running uh, not too much and not too long but I do like it so if you do uh, for exercise it's it, I think Oslo is a really suitable city for that and you can walk you know along the mentioned waterfront but you also have some really cool and nice sculpture parks that I like to run in and uh you can have some like art experience at the same time. And one of my true favorite places in Oslo is the Vigeland Sculpture Park. It's like a big green park and it has more than 200 sculptures that are made from the same artist, Gustav Vigeland. 
and you know there are plants and roses and green grass. It's really like idyllic oh, and it's beautiful. Yeah, and there are also very nice small tracks for running. And uh, if you don't, if you're not on that part of the city, there's another sculpture park just on the other side, the opposite side of the city, called the Ekeberg Sculpture Park. It's quite newer and it's like more modern sculpture park, but it's in like in the woods, so it's like free nature, but. Uh, Randomly, or well, it's of course not randomly, but there'll there be sculptures and installations, and there are nice tracks, and it has the most beautiful view uh, from um, you can see the Oslo Fjord and the whole city, and it's not not very far from the place where Edward Munch got the inspiration to paint his most famous uh, painting, Scream, actually, which wow. is kind of cool. So you can go for a run and get an art tour at the yes. same time. Yeah, and yeah, that is. Pretty nice. And um, also, uh, the past few years, you know, you have these saunas that has popped up along the waterfront. And, you know, we Norwegians, we well, we swim where we can and we love to swim in the fjord. Uh, and a lot of us, I say us, but, you know, a lot of them do it all year around. I've only tried that once myself last winter. And I must admit, I felt like the water was kind of freezing the first time and the second time. But the third and the fourth and the fifth, it was... Wow. Okay, but you have, you know, you have the sauna and it's really warm. And this was a morning before work and you could see like the morning fog on the fjord and the sun was rising and the sky was red. I mean, yeah, that I was actually, so beautiful. I had uh, an experience too at the Oslo Fjord sauna in January. I think that's my new personal record. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say that to this date, I have not found a better method for getting over jet lag. Uh, that said, it was incredible. It left me feeling energized, refreshed, relaxed. And the fact is that the heat in the sauna stimulates the production of endorphins, as you know. Uh, those are feel-good hormones. And that's why sauna makes you feel so happy. And Oslo has a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of happiness. A lot of happiness and a lot of saunas. Mm -hmm. So, Sinna, here at the Norway Next podcast, we're going to play a little game of yes, yes, no in every episode. Basically, I will say two facts and one false statement, and our listeners will guess which of the three is the false one. So here we go. For Oslo, is it A, in Oslo you can see a painting that has its own emoji. B, you can tour the inside of the home of our king and queen. C, Oslo has always been the name of the city. Hmm. Do you know the answer, Sina? I think I do. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, our listeners, stay tuned and find out what the right answer is at the end of the episode. Okay, there's a lot of buzz about Oslo being Europe's big new art capital. What are some of the top art attractions in Oslo at the moment? Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, as you say, Oslo has become quite a cool city to visit for the art lovers and I in my experience you don't even have to be an expert in art to enjoy the different kinds of art that you can see here and all around the world and I really feel like there's something for most people here in Oslo uh, I also think that it's cool that it's not only galleries and museums that expose beautiful and interesting art here because the municipality of Oslo um, has made a lot of art available for everyone by placing it outdoors. For example, installations and sculptures, a lot of amazing street art for everyone to see for free. 
And also a lot of the new and really cool trendy hotels like The Thief, America Linien, Somero House, Riviere, they all use art as like an interior artifact and it's open for everyone to come and look at it for free. And you have the old and very fashionable Grand Café. They have these large wall-to-wall paintings and they're almost a hundred years old. And you can sit there and have your coffee and just look at them and imagine how it used to be like 80, 90, 100 years ago. But you asked me something. You had a question. And yes, we do have some amazing art museums. And I have to admit, my favorite at the moment is the new National Museum. It just opened this summer and it's breathtaking. I mean, you can spend the whole day in there and luckily they have like good coffee <laughs> cafes to fill up with coffee and food along the day. And the museum, have they have collected like modern art and of course a lot of our most beloved historical paintings, including one of the versions of Edward Monk's Scream, Scream which you can see there. There are installations, there's furniture and fashion. I mean, they have the most incredible royal gowns on display. That alone was worth my visit to see what the queens used to wear. So that is on my top list at the moment. And of course, you have the new Monk Museum. Uh, It opened last year. And I just love the fact that we finally have a museum big enough to show more, not all of his artwork, but more of Edward Mark's artwork, because he's most famous for all his paintings. But the museum also displays sketches and drawings and graphics, sculptures, letters and photographs that he took of himself or other took of him and personal belongings to the artist. And um, that is really cool to learn more about. And there are visiting artists on display changing from time to time inside the museum. And you really, really don't want to miss the amazing view from the 13th floor. So, yeah, there are my current favorites. I think the National Museum, the Monk Museum and, you know, Oslo Outdoors. Perfect. So I know you're not supposed to pick favorites, <laughs> um, but let's say I asked you to take me on a tour of some of your favorite neighborhoods, which sounds like a dream day to me. Can you describe them? Where would we go and where would we eat and, oh, shop? Oh, shop. Yes. Oslo is really good for shopping. But, well, um, as like a, a 45-year-old woman with with a child, I don't really go out as often as I I maybe want to but if I do go out I do go out to eat because I love going out to eat in Oslo and with my husband or with my girlfriends because Oslo has become quite the scene for really good food and drinks lately and I mean I think you're gonna you're gonna have to do a really good job find a really bad eating experience in the city of Oslo But lately, my favorite neighborhood for eating and drinking might have to be Björvika and Oslobukta because I just love the atmosphere there. Uh, it's like a mix between leisure, you know, hanging around by the waterfront, designer shops and galleries, bars and cool restaurants. Sometimes I think I've never been to Venice, but maybe that's what you feel like in Venice because you have these like very small like. Uh, canals of water in between the houses there and I've seen some of the people living there they actually have you know their paddle boards and canoes on their terrace and they can just walk out in the morning and put it out on the water and swoosh out in the on the fjord I think it's pretty cool Mm. 
And I think sitting in the bar at a, this place called the Vandelay, have a glass of champagne and their famous cheeseburger or oysters, just sitting there and taking it all in. It feels really good. I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Yes, let's go. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a few months now, so I'd like to go back. But And on the other side, in my opinion, this neighborhood called Grinlöka, for me, it just never goes old. I love the secondhand shops, the small art, art galleries, coffee houses, cocktail bars, concert venues. I was actually there, there for a concert this weekend. It felt real good being back, you know. Vintage shopping. Vintage yeah. shopping. That's really mm-hmm. cool. And you see all these laid back young people, small families, beer drinking, music lovers. I mean... It's really nice neighborhood. Awesome. And what I love about Oslo is that it's so walkable. I feel like this is one of those cities I have no problem getting my 10,000 steps in or more. Um, but for someone who may not feel like walking everywhere or may not be able to, what types of transportation is available in the city? We have amazing public transportation, in my opinion. We have, because even though it's like a smaller, compact city, you It's practical to get around, you know, using something other than your feet, especially maybe during winter. But all year around, of course, you have the tram lines and you have the bus and the metro that is uh, in the city center. And then you have the ferry boats on the on the fjord and they're all on the same ticket. And they'll get you from, uh, you know, Holmenkollen ski area and down into the city center and up on the uh, western or east side after. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Public transportation is very hmm. easily uh, easily accessible. And as you mentioned before, a lot of electric options yes. as well. Yeah. Buses and boats and ferries. Mm. Um, the coffee culture, I noticed, is very prominent in Oslo. It feels like there's a coffee shop on every corner. Are there any areas you want to highlight for the caffeine addicts who <laughs> might be listening? <laughs> well, yeah, well, we Oslopolitans, we really like our coffee. <laughs> But we we do have really good coffee here as well, in my opinion, and there's some very good places to get it. Um, the most famous uh, coffee place is called the Tim Wendelbu. It's a very small place in Grinlöka, the neighborhood I just mentioned. And he's actually world known for his excellent coffee. Um, you also have another really cool place called Fulen. It means the bird. And they have really good coffee and, you know, cocktails for later in the day if you're interested. And, you know, they, they they roast their own beans, all of them. They ensure that the particular taste gets the real feeling for, you know, just the right cup of coffee. And I think the coffee in Oslo is generally speaking like lightly roasted, which might feel different from what you're used to when you get here. But it's really good. And it's become like a really uh, important part of our local cuisine, I think. Hmm. And in addition to these places we also have some really good like local coffee houses that has several places they're 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 built in Oslo and they're called Kaffebrenneria Steam and Stocklets they have really good coffee and people there actually they go there either to take their cup to go or to sit you know to work to chat to read a book and maybe have some pastry mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are the ones to look for to bring a cup along as you go walking around in Oslo yes. seeing all these sites so if you want to stay longer in Oslo, but also want to venture out of the city to experience more of Norway using Oslo as your base. What are some things or trips in the region that you recommend exploring? 
uh, as we just as we've mentioned earlier, it's easy to get uh, around inside the city center using public transportation. But also, if you want to spend some time on the outskirts of Oslo, it's easy to get around. You have the you have trains or bus or electric ferry boats. All of them are easily pre-booked online, and it, it enables you to take some day trips out of Oslo to visit some of the smaller villages around the Oslo fjord. You can visit some of the places where Edward Monk lived or worked. Maybe you should go to Sistefoss, the Museum of Contemporary Art, or the close-by Haaland Glassworks. Both of them are just like an hour or so from Oslo. And it's a really nice change of scenery uh, from the bigger city, surrounded by beautiful nature and a chance to learn some more about the Norwegian crafts history, maybe. I think it's really cool. You can see how they still make the most beautiful glassworks. It's very fascinating. And I, I really enjoy visiting both of these places. And then, of course, I enjoy even more coming back to the city. <laughs> So um, I'd like to give our listeners a better sense of the vibe in Oslo. So here's something fun. If Oslo was a person, how would you describe its personality? Yeah, Oslo. <laughs> well, for me, living here for so many years, Oslo are so many things. And I think maybe that the city and us living here, maybe we're a little bit the same, you know, We might come off as a bit introvert maybe at first, but then if you give it a little bit of time and you get to know us and you get to know Oslo, you know, it'll warm up and hopefully in the end you'll fall a little bit in love with this small and cool and stylish city here up north. Because I think Oslo has so many personalities. It is culture and architecture and history and it's buzzing city center and relaxing marka nature and it's all mixed with like trendy fashion design and amazing food and coffee i mean i think it's really cool that you can go hiking and skiing in urmarka and enjoy a trendy michelin restaurant meal mm. all in the same day mm. get glammed up on the yeah. same day totally So I know a lot of people are concerned with budgets obviously traveling today and and inflation is real how do you get the most bang for your buck in oslo Well, if you're here for, if you want to experience the highlights, the cultural highlights of Oslo, visit a few museums, move around a little bit, I, I really do recommend to get the city card, the Oslo Pass. Uh, it includes entrance to all the museums and public transportation in the city and a little bit outside of the city as well. And I think that is a way to make it affordable um, to go to see these both the bigger and the smaller venues that we have for cultural and mm. uh, culture also for and convenience because you can use your card you everywhere don't have to on worry about it right. you can just hop on and hop off you don't have to think about if you have a valid ticket or you can just on go your cell much. phone yeah. yeah yeah on your cell phone or or on the paper if you yeah. prefer that it's for all kind of travelers public transportation in general in Oslo in my experience is uh, it's a good investment to use if you plan on I'm moving around a little mm, bit. Mm. And then I also, if you want to have like a, a laid back but good meal and uh, food experience with your friends or family or your travel companions, I do recommend we have a few places where you have like street food. It's inside. It's like big venues with restaurants and really cool atmosphere. But you can then pick, you know, the kind of food that you prefer this day. It's like 20 
different places. It's called Torgata Street Food. And then you can get food from all over the world or Norway if you want to. And you can pick your choice. for not. It's not too expensive. And then you can sit together and enjoy it in the middle of this really uh, cool atmosphere in the middle of the city center. Great tip. So Oslo has had so many big openings over the past few years. I don't know how you can continue um, on this path, (laughs) but are there some big events or happenings ahead or on the horizon in Oslo that you are looking forward to? Well, you know, as you just said, we have been really spoiled these last years. We have had these big openings. Uh, But what is exciting about living in a big city and in Oslo is that there's always something new happening. You know, you have new restaurants, you new attractions. I mean, you have even new neighborhoods all all, uh, coming along. And um, um, in addition to these openings that you just uh, mentioned, we also had like this really cool trendy hotel just opened. And I think that where you stay can also be like an adventure in yourself. Um, and I think that um, there are not any new big openings in the next few years, but there's always new exhibitions in the big museums. And I think that there's uh, always a lot to look forward to. I mean, there are concerts and festivals and new artists visiting our city all the time. So mm. I think that there's always something new and exciting to um, expect when you come to Oslo. Mm. Thank you to Sinna for being our very first guest on this week's episode about the city of Nordicool Oslo. This was great. So inspiring. So did you get the answer right to our yes, yes, no quiz earlier? Let's repeat the questions again. A. In Oslo, you can see a painting that has its own emoji. Well, yes, that would be the famous scream painted by Edvard Munch. And you can view it at both the Munch Museum and the new National Museum, which opened in June 2022. B, you can tour the inside of the home of our king and queen. Also true, guided tours of the royal palace, which is the official residence of our Norwegian monarch, are available to book online every year from late June until the middle of August. The guided tour takes visitors through some of the most important and lovely rooms in the palace so you can see behind the scenes of the Norwegian royals. C. Oslo has always been the name of the city. Well... If you guess C, you're right. This is false. Oslo has not always been named Oslo. It was founded in the year 1040 under the name Anslo, with an A. In 1624, it was named Christiania in the king's honor. That would be King Christian IV of Denmark and Norway. In 1925, the city retained its former name Oslo. Now you know. That wraps this episode of Norway Next. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you'd like to learn more about today's episode, you can check out visitnorway.com slash podcast for more on travel to Norway. You will also find us on all social media platforms as Visit Norway. So make sure to follow, subscribe, share, and love. And thanks for checking out our podcast. <laughs>